this morning, and we're so glad that you could join us. Um, if you don't know, we are located at 1021 South Center Street in Wapiton, North Dakota. So if you're in Wapiton or um, Breckenridge, we would love to have you come and join with us live. And of course, our service actually starts at 10 o'clock, um, but we're coming to you now at 10.30. Uh, I have somebody looking into us getting a Roku channel. Um, they haven't gotten back to me about that. But if we, with that, I believe we can do our whole service music and all because it'll be our Roku channel. And so that would be cool because we have rules we have to follow here on Facebook and YouTube. And their rules won't let us do our music. And so, um, but we're so glad that you can join us. We've had a wonderful service this morning. And uh, it is so good to be together with all of us. And Merry Christmas, if I didn't get you a Merry Christmas out there. Um, I know Christmas is done now. Um, but in 363 days, um, you better be good because Christmas will be then, okay? So actually, you can't be good enough, so get Jesus in your heart, and you'll be saved, and you'll have nothing to worry about, amen? If you haven't asked Jesus in your heart, what are you waiting for? He is so good to us, amen? Well, this morning I'm going to talk to you about presentation, dedication and the Holy Spirit's leading presentation dedication Holy Spirit's leading um, take your Bibles and go to J Luke chapter 2 Luke chapter 2 and uh, we are going to be in verses 21 and through 40 this morning Luke chapter 2 this is good stuff well the whole word of God is good stuff um, in Sunday school, we've been spending time in the book of Isaiah, and it's been awesome. It's been really been awesome. Well, Lord Jesus, I just thank you and praise you that we can be together this morning to hear your word preached. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing this morning, because without your anointing, I can't do this, Lord. And Lord, move upon us, everyone in the hearing of my voice. Lord, anoint our ears to hear from you today. And anoint our hearts to receive from you. And Lord, give our minds understanding. We love you and we praise you. And Lord, help us to live dedicated lives to you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's first talk about dedication. Luke uh, 2, starting in verse 21. And when the eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, Jesus, his name was called Jesus, and the name given, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now when the days of her purification were according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young 
pigeons. Um, if you notice, you're, when, as we go through this, you're going to see the law mentioned over and over again. Why? Because Jesus fulfilled all the law and the prophets completely. There was nothing he didn't do to obey the word of God. He knew no sin. He never sinned. He's the only one who's never done that. He never had any regrets. Why? Because there was no sin in his life. How is that? Because he was 100% man, but he was also 100% God. He is known, Paul calls him the second Adam. By the first Adam, sin came into the world. But by the second Adam, we are overcomers of that sin when we believe in Jesus Christ and he cleanses our life from wanting to be sinners. You see, when you're not saved, you don't even think about sin. You laugh it off. But when you get saved, God does something to our hearts. And it's not guilt, folks. He does something to our hearts where we don't want to sin. We want to live for Him. Amen? And, and yet we still mess up. But because we have Jesus, and because the Holy Spirit convicts us of those things, when we have Jesus, we say, Lord, forgive me for messing up. And you know what First John says? He cleanses us of all unrighteousness when we confess our sin to him. <coughs> Boy, I still have that tickle. I can't wait for that tickle to go away. You know, even Jesus was dedicated to God as a baby. Did you notice that? <coughs> and, and, and it's important for us to raise our children in the way they should go. We should... We should every day make sure our children understand what it means to be dedicated to the Lord. It's more than just bringing your kids to church as a baby and having them prayed over and, and, and dedicating them to Jesus. Every day we should be raising our children in the Word. You know one of the reasons why we're having such a problem in America right now? is because we stopped having home Bible study or devotions. We stopped going ahead. Mom and dad decided we're going to let the children, we are going to let the church go ahead and be responsible for teaching them about the Lord. And so now think about it. How many hours a day does your child spend, when there was no COVID, um, spend in school? Think about that. How many hours? And how many days of the week? And how many days of the year are your children being indoctrinated in the public school? Think about that. And then how many hours are they actually learning about the Lord at church? An hour a week in Sunday school and an hour and a half a week on Wednesday. Well, let's see, that's two and a half hours a week. Think about that. And how long does the schools have your kids? Do you like the fact that the schools teaches your kids that God didn't create the world, that we just came along by chance? Do you like that? Do you like the fact that um, some of the schools are now don't even know how to use a pronoun of he or she? Doesn't that bother you? And you go ahead and we only teach our kids at Sunday school and 
or maybe even children's church. But you know what the problem has been? Is that a lot of churches have turned, um, they've quit Sunday school and children's church has become children's entertainment hour so that the adults can have, don't have to have the kids under their feet. I remember when I first came to New Life years, 20 years ago, and one of the ladies was complaining, one of the older ladies, was, you know, a pillar in the church, was complaining to me about all the kids and the noise that they made and, and, and the kids' mess that they sometimes made. And I said, that's okay. I'll solve that for you really quick. She says, you do that? And she loved children. This is why it was odd that it was coming from her because she used to love to teach children. She used to make the biggest messes with them. But I'll tell you what, she says, she says, you can do that? I said, yeah, I'll just get rid of all the kids tomorrow and then you won't have to worry about it. But I won't stay. Because without kids, we're not going to grow. Oh, no, 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 Pastor, don't do that. And, and she realized and she forgot she had old. And she forgot and she got young at heart again and she enjoyed watching the kids make the messes and be noisy again. And she was the first one to speak up for the kids then from then on. And she says, you know, it's not their fault. Kids just are born with ants in their pants and it's hard for them to sit still. Well, let me tell you something. We need to reach this next generation. And you know what, Mom? You know what, Dad, you need to do? You need to start training your kids in the ways of the Lord at home as well. Even if you're only taking five minutes at a meal to go through, or, or even less, to do a devotion every day. Let the kids see that reading the Word of God is important. That God is important to you. Let them see you praying. You know, it wasn't that long ago there was a country song that was in the top ten. And, and, and the little boy got down on his knees and he prayed. And the father looked at his son and said, Where'd you learn how to do that, son? By watching you, Dad. Come on, your kids need to see you in the Word and see that it's important and teach them how to pray. Teach them. This is the only way we're going to turn things around in America. It's the only way we're going to do it. If the Lord tarries, this is we got to do it. We've got to raise up our children the right way. Amen? So dedication is not just... Oh, we're going to dress up our child in a cute little outfit, take him to church, and then have all the relatives over afterwards and celebrate we dedicated the baby today. It needs to be more than that. Amen? Now, Jesus was already named by his father. Did you ever think about that? Now, remember when you were, all the moms here, remember when you were um, pregnant with your first child? Remember that? And you were going through, what am I going to name this child? You, and some of you went out and got that uh, book of baby names. And, and you went through the baby, and you, and you went through it, and you looked at all these names, and you got it narrowed down to maybe five at first, and then you narrowed it down to three, then you narrowed it down to two, but, and, and you wonder, what am I going to name this kid? You know? And um, you don't know what Carol originally picked out for James. You don't want to know. Um, and so, <laughs> now she just picked out James for him. And, and uh, that's Carol's oldest boy. <clears throat> oldest child, I should say. And, 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 but Mary and Joseph didn't get that privilege. Think about that. Jesus' father already picked out Jesus' name. They were told 
you're going to name him Jesus. Okay. Okay. You know, and Joseph and Mary didn't even argue about it. They just said, okay. But here, let me ask this. We've been talking about dedicating our kids and making sure that they're growing up the way they should. But are we dedicated to the Lord as we ought to be? Hmm. We were talking about, kind of talking about that before we went on the air today. Are we as dedicated to the Lord as we ought to be? Are we doing everything God has called us to do? Are we fulfilling those things that God says that we should fulfill? I mean, think about it. Are we doing it? Especially when, especially when He has some things that He says for us to do that come with big blessings and promises. You know, honor your mom and dad. And then you'll have a long life. Hmm. Think about it. Right? There's another one. We didn't talk about that one earlier. So kids, respect your mom and dad. But are we dedicated? Are we dedicated to raising our children to know Jesus, His Word, and how to listen to the Holy Spirit? And are we dedicated to the Lord that we would be in His Word and listen to the Holy Spirit? Well, to help us understand that, we're going to look at two people um, that are outstanding, that we usually kind of read over. We don't look at them that long. We hear a sermon maybe once in a while about that. And it's Simeon and Anna, two um, wonderful people that are found here in the Word of God. Simeon. He was open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Think about that. He was open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Verse, are you allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you? Verse 25 of chapter 2. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And he was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, meaning the Messiah, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And now remember, this is still Old Testament times. So if he has somebody said the Holy Spirit was upon him, he must have really been righteous and devout to the Lord. Because not everybody, like all us Christians, had the Holy Spirit. And it had been revealed to him by the Spirit that he would not see death before he would see the Lord's Christ, the Lord's Messiah. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. So Simeon came the same time that Joseph and Mary were walking into the temple to have Jesus dedicated. Now, that's kind of cool. And it says he was led by the Holy... So this was not a um, perchance they met. No, this was not a, a happenstance. This was not circumstantial. No, the Holy Spirit said, Simeon, put down that cup of coffee and get yourself up to the temple. There's something special going to happen today. And I'm not telling you, you just get there and then I'll show you. And Simeon was obedient to the Lord 
He listened to the Holy Spirit and he went. Are you, you know, the Holy Spirit tries to lead us all the time. But sometimes we just won't listen. Or we get an attitude of, I don't want to do that. So we, we feel, and you know what happens? We stop hearing him. If you've been saying, I haven't heard, I don't feel led by the Holy Spirit, could it be because you have not allowed yourself to listen to him when he speaks to your heart to do something? Come on. I'm not trying to guilt you. If you're feeling if you're feeling weird or kind of it's probably the conviction of the Holy Spirit trying to say, "Hey, listen up. He's talking to you." And by the way, I'm talking to myself today. I won't tell you anything I won't tell myself. Come on, pastor, listen! I love hearing the Lord speak. Then Simeon says, My eyes have seen your salvation when he saw Jesus. Verse 28, And he took him. Jesus up in his arms and he blessed God and said Lord now you are letting your servant depart in peace can you imagine come on think about it you you're going to be around and you're going and he's an old man come on and you're going to get to see the Messiah now he you know what he didn't care that Jesus was just a baby he was getting to see the Messiah and he says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. He hadn't even seen Jesus go to the cross yet, but he saw Jesus and he says, I've seen your salvation and that's all I need. Which you have prepared before the face of all peoples a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel did you notice that he says the light he says a light to bring revelation before the Gentiles you see this man was open to everyone getting saved not just the Jews it, it wasn't just the Messiah is not just here for us. No, He's here to save everyone. Jesus came so that you and I could be saved. He came so that all of us could come to know Him as Savior and Lord. Are you open to salvation? Are you open to what Jesus has done for you? It's so sad some of the comments I read sometimes on Facebook. Because people don't even know why Jesus came. They don't even understand how Jesus died for them on the cross. They don't even understand that Jesus rose from the dead. There's such biblical illiteracy today. You know, it used to be, it wasn't that long ago, I remember this back in the 90s and the 80s, you could say to people, the Bible says, and everybody goes, yeah, that's, what does the Bible say? I want to know. Yep, and they accepted the Bible as truth, 
and the final word on something until one day somebody got up on the Oprah show. And I know some of you worshipers of God, but I'm not going to worry about that. Oh, I'm sorry, I just offended some of you. You might have turned off now. But it, it, it's, it's a shame because some people kind of treat her like that. But Oprah said to somebody, I, we don't want to hear what the Bible has to say. You just tell us your opinion. She tried to do that to T.D. Jakes. She says, yeah, but, but Pastor Jakes, what do you think about it? He says, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what God thinks and she shut up. It's what God thinks. It's God's opinion that counts. And God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And Jesus says, you must be born again. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except by Me. These are truths that we hold dear. And Jesus went to the cross for us, for God demonstrated His love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, but He didn't stay dead in the tomb. Muhammad's dead in his tomb. Confucius is dead in his tomb. Harry Krishna is dead in his tomb. Buddha is dead in his tomb. But Jesus, is alive. He rose on the third day and He showed Himself to over 500 people. And He ascended into heaven and He's sitting at the right hand of God the Father waiting to come again to bring us who believe in Him home. Oh, praise God. Verse 33 and Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, the child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also. And the thought, of many hearts may be revealed. So Simeon got to see Jesus. And then he prophesied. The rising and falling is referred to the acceptance or rejection of Jesus here. And it's still happening today. So many have rejected Christ. But there's still those who are accepting Jesus. Did you, you want to hear some good news through all this COVID mess? The sales of Bibles through this COVID pandemic, this China virus, <clears throat> is at an all-time high. Folks, let's get ready for revival. My word, as soon as people's fears are relieved here, let us double our efforts to go after them. But let's not wait until COVID is over with. Let's start telling people there's a good news that they don't have to live in fear and they don't have to live in fear of COVID. 
Respect it, but don't fear it. I got it. It was miserable. I don't wish it on anybody. But let me tell you something. You don't need to live in fear. It doesn't work. Because as we always say, it is what it is. And God is still in charge. And we live because God chooses us to live. And if he takes us home, that's his choice as well. Amen? The sword talked about here is pointing to the rejection of Jesus's ministry by the religious leaders of Israel and ultimately his crucifixion on the cross and of course that's gonna pierce Mary's soul brother Swaggart writes in one of his notes that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed which we see here in the Word of God that phrase um, at the end of verse uh, 35, presents the purpose of the gospel of Christ. Mary's own heart, being carnal, as all others are, because our hearts are carnal as well, had to come under the rays of this great light. And her soul had to feel the piercing of the divine sword of the word of God. She was indeed blessed as the chosen vessel of the incarnation. But here's some good news for all you ladies. Listen up. But all women who follow Jesus are as blessed. Can you say amen? See, that's why I had to grab those notes. I wanted to give you a Christmas present. Isn't that good to know? Because you chose to follow Jesus. Let, let it be unto your handmaiden, Lord. I'm going to follow Jesus. You are as blessed as Mary. And she too had to let the sword. Isn't this called a sword? A two-edged sword coming out of the very mouth of Jesus? Had to pierce your heart as well. And pierce it in a good way. Because you know what? It's that sword of the Word of God that removes the carnality of our, out of our lives. And that's good news. Amen? So, how dedicated are you to live for the Lord? Let's talk about Anna. She's a cool old lady. Okay? Um, she'd be a woman we would love to have in our church and keep around for a very, very long time. And she was kept alive. <laughs> Uh, this dear lady is presented here as a preacher of the gospel. Now, verse 36 says, There was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phineal, of the tribe of Asher, and she was of a great age, and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. So she was only married for seven years. Think about that. Her dedication is seen here to the Lord, and she lived in the temple. Let's look at this. Verse 37. There's only three verses really spoken about her. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. 
Okay, folks. The NIV Bible says she was only in her 80s because she, um, she was a widow for 84 years. No, no, she was a widow from the time her husband died after seven years of marriage. Okay? So, she was over a hundred years old. Think about that. And she was still serving the Lord. She lived before the Lord like this for 84 years. She never thought about retirement. Okay, what wonderful con consecration to the Lord she had. What, in other words, let's bring it down to make it simpler. What wonderful dedication she had to the Lord. Well, we don't use those big words anymore, hardly. Some of those words should speak of us, right? She had literally lived in the temple, probably, probably being given a small room or chamber and was assigned some small tasks to do. And she did it willingly. How dedicated are we to the Lord? So many Christians today, we just go to church on Sunday morning and that's it. Some of us might show up on a Wednesday to help out with the kids or go to prayer meeting on Thursday night. But how dedicated are we to the Lord? She lived in the temple for 80 some years well into her hundreds. She was only married for seven years. She probably could have got married again. But she chose, she chose the Lord. And she got to see Jesus. Hmm. And coming in that instant, now get the picture, Simeon has Jesus, and he's prophesying about Jesus, right? And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord. Her and Simeon are probably great friends. Think about it. Anna probably baked him chocolate chip cookies or peanut butter cookies, right? And she would come, they would get together probably for coffee and cookies, and they probably read the Bible together and prayed, right? Does that not sound like somebody we had in our church? <laughs> right? And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord. And she spoke of Him, spoke of Jesus, to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit revealed to her that this child was indeed the Messiah. Oh, cool, huh? comes up she's hearing Simeon talk but it was the Holy Spirit who revealed to her that is the Messiah she related she related to all to all listen to this she related to all everybody who would listen to her her experience at seeing the child and the Lord and that the Lord had revealed to her that he was the Messiah now, that's all you need to do is talk to others about Jesus. So many people think that what it means to witness is you got to go to Bible school and know everything in the Bible. No, no, you just relate to, relate to them or reveal to them everything 
that Jesus has revealed to you about him. Hmm. Don't you remember the one guy who Jesus healed? And, and, the, and the Pharisees and the Sadducees were just ticked off that God healed him? Kind of like what we see on the evening news now. You know, they just get ticked off because something good has happened that they didn't want to happen, right? And we, we all turn off the TV because we can't take it anymore. Let me tell you something. Just turn off the news. Stop watching Fox, CNN, MSDNC, all that mess. Just turn it all off, all right? Watch the weather and turn it off for a while. Give yourself some peace. Man, wasn't that nice over Christmas? Nobody talked about how many people were sick with COVID or all that stuff. And then they come out of Christmas time the next day. I can't believe this. Why are all the numbers down? <laughs> we wanted the numbers to soar because it makes people tune in and we can scare you. That's why I say turn off the news right now. It'll just depress you. Get into your Bible. You know? Spend time with your kids. Love on your family. Check on people. Even if all you can do is video chat with them. Tell them about Jesus, what you know. Both Anna and Simeon loved the courts of Jehovah's house and he met them there. Do you love coming and getting together with your brothers and sisters in Christ? Do you love coming together for church? My word, we can have such a good time, can't we? My boy, oh boy, we were kind of having a good time in Sunday school. Not easy. We're, we're, I'm teaching along that something got brought up. We, we spend a little time on that fun thing and right back into the Word. And then we spend, a, you know, and one of the things was really more of a prayer request, but it was like, no, it's all going to be okay. Yeah, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. God's already given the solution. It's just, it's just, it, 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 because it is what it is. And instead of living in fear, saying, oh, what am I going to do? No, God gave away, made a way. You know, God will make a way where it seems like there is no way. Amen? And He wants to meet with you this morning. Right there where you're watching on your device. Right here at New Life. Amen? Now, see, we get to the end of this part of the story of Jesus being a baby. Returning to Galilee. Verse 39, And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And when the child grew and became strong in the Spirit, filled with wisdom, and, grace of, and the grace of God was upon him. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful to have I all said about everyone here? All of us. Wouldn't that be wonderful to have that said to us that we were filled, we were strong in the Spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon all of us? You know what? The truth of the gospel message is we all can have that. Amen? But wait a second. Let, 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 let's just stop here because, you see, 
Luke dealt with these things, but Matthew didn't. Let's remember, they didn't just leave the temple and go back to Nazareth, right? Um, there was a detour that was coming up before they got to Nazareth, wasn't there? Because Matthew deals with that. Um, of course, there was the... You see, everybody thinks that Jesus was born, um, the shepherds came, the wise men came that night, and then they did the rest of the stuff. No, that's not how it worked. The shepherds came the night Jesus was born to the stable, but they didn't stay living in the stable. When you read here in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, we find out some things. That they were... They stayed in Bethlehem for at least maybe two, a year or two. Joseph probably, because, you know, that's their hometown. That's where their actual land was. Their, their inheritance from the family all the way back to Moses was there in Bethlehem because Joseph was the eldest son in the direct line of King David. And so, that and Jesse. And so, there was an inheritance there in Bethlehem for them. And Mary was also in direct line from King David, but by the time they were married, they were far apart cousins. Okay? They weren't first cousins, that kind of thing. No, they were far apart cousins. So they stayed in Bethlehem for a while. And, and I think they really enjoyed it. And then the wise men came. But before the wise men showed up, Within eight days, it was time to have Jesus circumcised and Mary to do the purification. And Joseph was looking forward to that. You go, why? I'm sorry to my Catholic friends, but they did consummate, consummate their wedding day, finally. It was after her purification. Because the Bible says Jesus had stepbrothers and sisters. Come on. That's what the Bible... It didn't say cousins. It says stepbrothers and half-brothers and sisters. I should say it that way. Half-brothers and sisters. Joseph wasn't an old guy who married a 13-year-old girl after his first marriage was over with. No. He was probably 18 years old and they got married. Between 18 and 20 was probably what his age was. And, and, and so, after eight days, Joseph found a house for them. During that time, he found a place for them to live, rented the house, or maybe he got to live in, in, in Naomi's old house. It might have been run down, but he was a carpenter. He could fix it up. And, and, and we don't know because the Bible's silent on that. They went and did this dedication of Jesus and Mary's purification and went back home and... Joseph and Mary finally had their wedding night. After that, the wise guys show up. The wise men. I shouldn't say wise guys. That makes them sound like they're part of the mafia. Um, the wise men show up. And they give their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The Holy Spirit has an angel warn Joseph in a dream that Herod's out to kill the baby. So what do they do? They pack up the donkey rev it up and they take it off to um <laughs> they take off for egypt <clears throat> they spend time in egypt until herod the great dies right 
And on their way home, it looks like Joseph and Mary wanted to move back to Bethlehem because they were heading back to um, back there. And Joseph being warned, Joseph being warned that Herod's son was now on the throne, decided we better not go back to Bethlehem, Mary. Let's go back home to where all the rest of the family is. We'll move home to Nazareth. It might be poor country up there, but at least we will be safe. And so they got on the highway. Instead of to Bethlehem, they took off for Galilee and went home to Nazareth. And Jesus grew up overlooking Armageddon. Think about that. He could go up into the mountain, sit there, and oversee that beautiful valley that's going to be such a sad place later. Can you know he knows the, big, the beginning from the end? And that's where he grew up. And he grew. And yet they would come every year to the temple to worship. Now, that detour by the Holy Spirit to Egypt and the wise men, both are found in the book of Matthew. Then they went home to Nazareth. Did you notice again what verse 40 said? And the child grew and became strong in the spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Remember, this can be ours too. James said, Jesus is half-brother, said in the book of James, if you lack wisdom, just ask the Lord. He will give it with all liberality. Um, Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. We are still told that we can have all the Holy Spirit that we need if we just ask. And God's grace, well, that's just a given. We don't deserve it. We don't even have to ask for it. Because that, by faith we are saved by, by grace. Isn't that awesome news? Not of works, lest any man should boast. So you can't be good enough to get saved. You can't get yourself saved. But Jesus will save you if you just ask him into your heart and ask forgiveness of all the things you've done wrong. And you know what? He'll give you a second chance at life because he loves you. He died for you. And he wants you to live with him forever. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you and praise you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, that we can have wisdom and we can be strong in the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we can have your grace because we asked you into our hearts. Lord, thank you that we could be as dedicated as Anna and led as much by the Spirit as Simeon. We thank you, Lord, that we have the testimony of their lives here in the book of Luke. Lord, I thank you for the encouragement their lives give to us. And thank you, Jesus, that you died for us on the cross so that we could live. The greatest Christmas gift was you, Jesus. And Lord, we are so grateful that all we have to do is believe in our hearts and accept you, Jesus, and ask you to come on in to our heart. And Lord, you will forgive us of all of our sins, all those things we've done wrong, and heaven will be our home. 
We thank you, Lord, that you just didn't die on the cross, but that you rose from the dead. And you're sitting at the right hand of God the Father waiting to come and bring your church home. We thank you and we praise you for this. And so, Lord, I pray for those who are listening to my voice, wherever they might be. Lord, I pray that if they have not asked you into their hearts yet, that, Lord Jesus, that you would open up their hearts to you, that the Holy Spirit would draw them to you, Lord Jesus. And if you're at home and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, why don't you do it today? Just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me, Lord, for all of my sins. And Lord, I believe in you. And I thank you, Lord, that not only did you die on the cross for me, but that you rose again. And I believe that you are alive. And Lord, that you want to be my Savior. So Lord, I accept you as my Savior today. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. And I thank you, Lord, for coming into my heart and living in me. Lord, I want to serve you the rest of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You said that prayer with me. I hope you did. Welcome to the family. It's not that prayer that saves you. It's believing in the one you're praying to that saves you. And so I just pray that you ask Jesus into your heart today. If you did that, I, I want to give you a special birthday gift because you've been born again. And I want to give you a free birthday gift today from us here at New Life. We're not asking anything of you. We just want to give to you. Just go to our website or just make a comment there on Facebook. And um, if you're not on Facebook and you're watching on YouTube, just go to our website. Um, so let us know that you got saved and we will get that stuff to you. It's a wonderful welcome to God's family um, present for you. And so if you ask Jesus to your heart today, well, happy birthday. What a wonderful time to come to know Jesus. Well, we love you and we're thinking of you and we pray for you every week, especially on Thursday nights at our prayer meeting. God bless you. Uh, we will see you on Thursday at 6.30. Huh? Oh, that's right, it's New Year's Eve. I'm sorry, we will not see you at that time. But God bless you. Amen.